Hi, I am Kyle. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the Social Ninjas. Hiya! Jeremy and I both struggled with social anxiety and mental health overall. Now we both work to improve our own mental health and the mental health of others by sharing what we did to help our social anxiety and what we learn and continue to do to improve upon our own mental health. What we share is what we learn from our own experiences. We are not mental health professionals and what we say should not be used in place of or replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. So we have Evan Carmichael on the podcast, the Social Ninjas podcast. Social Ninjas? Let's do it, guys. (laughs) I'm just going to read his bio. Uh, Evan believes in entrepreneurs. At 19, he built, then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist helping raise $500,000 to $15 million. He now runs the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 2 million subscribers. He has written four books and he speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. He has set two world records, count them, two world records. He uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk, which look at him, he's ready. We got it. <laughs> he owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio and has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. Where's the, where's the bag? There it is. It's there. <laughs> I, I used to be right here, but I, I have my book that my publisher wants me to promote now. So I got my book here, but the bag is still there. <laughs> you can still open it, eat it if you really wanted to. No, um, dude. No, no, no. That's the whole strategy. I know. I know. The Doritos. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> so Toronto is his home. He's a husband, father, TSM fan, and Timo Maine. Let's go. All right. What does your well, shirt say? I'm on your team? What does that say? I'm on your team. Team human. human. It's like, nice, comp- I like, it's like a, a side like passion project I'm working All on. All right. Cool, man. What are we talking about? How can I help? Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you started your entrepreneurial journey pretty young, you know, 19 years old. So my question is just kind of wondering, how did you keep your mental health in check with having kind of that early on success, you know, at that young of an age? That's interesting. I've had to fight the other thing. Um, I've always had to fight not feeling good enough, not, not feeling like I'm too good. Um, I've always need, I've always felt like somebody who is in front of the camera, somebody who's on stage, somebody who's that, that they have huge egos and I never wanted to become that. Mm. So I'd always be behind the scenes. I'd always have to be pushed forward by, by people, my community, my friends. Um, so that's been my bigger challenge is how do I, how can I get known and be the speaker and not lose, you know, humility and, and humbleness. So I always fight. I'm not good enough. Um, so I never really had that. Like, Oh, I made it big. Now I'm going to go balling. That was never, you know, like I always, I had to, it's lack of belief, right? I always had to believe more in myself. And how did you go about keeping that humble attitude? Again, that's easy, right? Like that's, that part is easy for me. I, I'm, I will naturally go to humility. That mm. came from my parents. You know, my parents are behind me on my wall. It's my mom and my dad, and I'm like eight or nine years old here. And my dad is one of the nicest humans you're ever going to meet, um, but to a fault, to the point where he won't chase down any of his ambitions or, um, uh, you know, dreams that he may have because he just 
the feeling of not good enough. Um, so that I don't have to work to maintain humility. I have to work to remind myself that I'm great. I, this is why I have Kanye on the wall behind me. It's why I have my outfit. Like I'm wearing this hoodie and there's a mannequin behind me because superheroes have their outfits on a, on a mannequin when they're in their, their bases and their layers. So I have to do the op. I need, I need the pump up to remind myself I'm, I'm amazing because my default is I'm not good enough. Wow. So I have a two part question. One is how do you go from I'm not good enough to I'm good enough. And then with that in mind, I had a question actually based off of what you said about your dad is how do you, put yourself out there with, without being scared to let people think of you in that sense. So like not, not being a people pleaser in a sense. Yeah. Well, you know, being scared is not a good enough reason that that's my default. If so scary, difficult or hard are no longer good enough reasons for me to not take action. So if, if I just said what you just said, like, how do I do this without being scared? Oh, now I got to do it because I said scared. <laughs> Like, just to teach yourself, because what's the opposite when you say, if we're talking mental health, which I love, if you say, oh, it's scary, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, it's hard, so I'm not going to do it. You're, you're building that system, that pattern for yourself that every time something is scary or difficult, you don't do it, you play small, that becomes your identity. I want to destroy that. That's why the Doritos are here, because I want to eat that, because it's a reminder every day that I'm doing something difficult. Mm. So... I don't even have to think about it. The fact that I would say difficult, scary, or hard means that I have to do it just because. Um, so, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm coming in hot. No, I like it. <laughs> we, got, we got high energy today. But uh, in terms of now how to, how to make the switch is being around the people who are what you want to be. So my parents are my greatest role models. That's why they're on the wall behind me right in the middle. I look at them every day and they're still, you know, I'm fortunate they're still alive, still part of my life. Um, they taught me how to be a human. They would always teach me, I'm Evan Castrilli Carmichael. I could do anything that I believe that I can, but they're not entrepreneurs. And so I've had to learn different things from different people. And it's my channel that's really saved me for your listeners or audience that, you know, I have a YouTube channel. It's had some success. Um, I made that channel for myself because I want to be around Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and Oprah Winfrey. And I want to pull those pieces to help me be a better me. Mm. And just as an example there, one of the first brand deals that I closed with, with a company called Sage, it's a multi-billion dollar accounting uh, software company. And the deal was going to be me and the CEO of the company uh, would be doing monthly live streams together where we answer questions from my audience. Not me asking him questions, but co-hosting, right? We're both going to answer the question. And I remember I was driving with my dad uh, outside of the city and I told him about the deal. And he asked me, how did you, how do you have the confidence to be on the same level as this giant CEO who's managing a multi-billion dollar company, right? Mm -hmm. And he's not asking me to put me down. He's asking me out of like, wow, that's so amazing that you're at the same, you perceive yourself to be at the same level as him. And I actually didn't even think about it, but he was right in that the Evan five years prior would have been too humble, would have been too, I'm not good enough. Let me just ask you questions because nobody wants to hear my voice on something. That's where I would have defaulted. So what happened over those five years mm -hmm. is because I have Steve Jobs in this ear and Oprah in this ear and Elon Musk back on this ear and like mm -hmm. all these people every day, right? So if you, if people listen to the social ninjas every day, they're going to start to think like Jeremy and Kyle a little bit. The way you see problems, the way you address things is going to seep into them. So 
most people are never intentional about their environment and the people that they pick around them. And you don't get to pick your parents. You might've had great ones like me. You might've had terrible ones that you never want to see again. I don't know, but you can now pick who your mentors are, right? You're, you're an adult and you can pick who your mentors are. And so picking the people that you want to emulate or learn from different things, right? I have Steve jobs up on my wall and I have my dad. I don't want to be a father like Steve jobs was because from what it looks like, he wasn't a really good one, but I want to be a dad like my dad, mm. but I want to be a visionary like Steve jobs, but not a visionary like my dad. Cause he isn't one. Right. Mm. So you're taking different pieces from different people. Like it's like, that. you might hate 98% of what Steve jobs is about, but can you learn from that 2% to help make you better? Cause your goal is to be the best Jeremy possible, not the next Steve jobs or whoever. So can I um, print out a picture of you and put you on my wall and be one of the, you can be my, one of my mentors. Do whatever you want, man. <laughs> you do you. I'm not judging. <laughs> Kyle's got the social ninjas behind him. You're just on a white wall. We got to up Jeremy's game here on his screen recording here. Oh, I'm feeling good now. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's just in some green screen. At least he took an effort to put something on. He's got, he's got some office workers behind him. You know. Yeah, but listen, your environment matters, right? Like walking in here, I, this is my computer right here, and I got Steve Jobs like staring me down giant picture you know every time i go to work right so your environment matters so when you're talking about you want to surround yourself with those people do you mean like actually physically surrounding yourself with those people like say i want to well uh, maybe steve jobs isn't the best one but let's say uh you know uh, oprah i want that to be like my mentor but you know, I don't have access to, you know, open yeah, cell phone or whatever. I think you got to mix it up. I think you got to mix it up, right? There are some people, so whatever you want to learn uh, about and get access to, there might be somebody local in your community who you can, you can learn from and might be, you know, willing to spend some time with you. They probably won't be the highest of the high, but you can still learn from them. There are lots of successful entrepreneurs around where you're at, even if you never get to meet Elon Musk, right? That you can still learn from and get better. The next step up is doing something like this right? Where you can bring on some people to hopefully learn from, get mentored from, even in these short versions. But if every week you're bringing on somebody new, the way that your guests think will start to seep into you to help open up um, some ideas for you. Oh, it's so uh, true. <laughs> right? uh, and then the third one would be videos, books, podcasts. You know, you could, you could start to think like Elon Musk. I've never met Elon Musk. Um, you know, as far as I know, Elon Musk is not hosting uh, an internship for six months where you get to follow him around and he'll just teach you about business. So how can you learn from him? Well, this is how my own channel helped me is I wanted to, you know, if you sit and watch a, a Elon Musk press conference, most of it is really dry and boring. One, because he's not a great speaker. And two, because people ask him questions that I don't care about. <laughs> so, you know, my team now will go and sit through that two hour press conference and pull out seven minutes of great applicable things for entrepreneurs. And so I can learn from that. And so anytime I think I'm thinking big and I got this big dream, uh, I watch an Elon Musk video and he, he's thinking about backup plan for the whole earth. So we can move to Mars in case we kill ourselves here, right? It's like, wow, he's thinking on a whole nother level. And it forces me to think bigger. Mm. So if you were around Elon Musk, even just mm. his, his videos, his interviews, you would start to, think bigger. It would have to happen. He would, you can't like, you can't listen to Jeremy all day long and not start to think like Jeremy. And so be careful. Maybe you don't want to think like Jeremy. Maybe that's a really bad thing. I don't know. 
<laughs> but you, well, different, there's different parts of me, to be fair. There's different parts of Jeremy, yeah. right? I'm just joking. But having, <laughs> being very intentional about what you want to pull from different people and having them in your environment every day is the shift that you need in your life because otherwise you stay where you are. I have a question as, as it pertains to that. And yeah. that is, if I have the thought of, okay, I want to bring in all these influential people, what about the people who don't serve how, how I want to show up in the world? What would you say? Don't have them on. There's lots of people. Like, how do you want to show up in the world? I want to show up as someone who inspires more self-love and inspires people to believe in themselves more and inspires more authentic human connection. Great. So there's lots of people who do that. I mean, I believe in that. You said, you said my magic word, which is believe. So yeah. that's great. Uh, <laughs> And there's lots of people who are that. So you just do your research and you watch their previous interviews and you say, do I get, for a guy like you, it's just, do I vibe with this person? There are some people who might talk a really good game, but for whatever reason, they just, they just don't Something's feel right. Off, yeah. yeah. So like, great. Don't even reach out to that person. There's lots of great people doing amazing things. Well, I know. I, I, meant, I meant more so if you already have a bunch of people in your life and you're scared to like reject them all in the hopes Dude, of like, hold on. Scared yeah. isn't a good enough reason. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, this is the thing we, this is, and, and I'm just, I'm no, partly like rising like on it. you. I like it. That's how I process. Like the fact that I just said that yes. means now I need to let go of half my friends. Oh my God. Because scared is not a good, like don't teach yourself that being scared is a good enough reason. Like if you're scared of dropping Kyle, you better drop him today on this show. Well, damn. <laughs> that was the last episode of the social news awkward, awkward silence awkward silence no, it, like, we can't we can't live in fear and we do we do i still do by the way right i mean i i'm not above any anybody else it's just when you catch it what do you do i've probably i've probably not done things 80 times already today because i'm afraid but i just never vocalized it i never caught it i think we play small by default but when you do catch it or when somebody is kind enough in your circle to call it out, right? I have, I have my wife and I have people around me as, as quasi accountability partners where they know if, if they hear me say scared, difficult, hard, they'll call me out and say, you just said it like, oh. I, I love being called out. Okay, let's go. What? You, you, you would not love being called out? No, I do. I like it. Yeah. I didn't used to, but I don't like I do now. So you got Kyle, you know, if he ever hears you say, I'm scared or that's difficult or that's hard, say, hey, Jeremy, you said it, man. Let's go. <laughs> you have to do it now. <laughs> you got to do it because you said you would. And that, I think, is the greatest thing you could teach yourself. If, if we bring it back to mental health, teaching yourself that you do difficult things is the way to build self-love, self-respect, self-confidence, building that identity, whether it works out or not, right? Whether you get the result or not doesn't matter. It's the fact that you were willing to try that is the inspiration. Mm, I like that. Uh, changing gears just a little bit. I'm curious to know kind of what your morning routine is like. Oh, I just posted on my Instagram last night, the 17 things that I do every morning. Um, but the, the more important than what I do is for a morning routine. First off, most of America wakes up without a morning routine. They wake up like an accident, right? And just pull out their phone and then they're just falling into other people's emergencies and demands for their time, right? Probably not your audience of people listening to this. The next step are the people who have a morning routine. But the most important thing in a morning routine is not just checking the boxes to say, I got things done. 
It's the feeling. So if, if Jeremy's biggest ambition is he wants people to be inspired. I want people to live an inspired life every single day. It, yes. it, it's your ambition too, right? And listen, we're not perfect. I'm not living a believe life every day. You're not living an inspired life every day. It's the, it's the pursuit of perfection, not that we are already it. But if you woke up and felt like you were today going to live an inspired life and impact others, your day would look different than if you didn't have that. So that's the job of your morning routine. You have to do the things that make you feel inspired, bold, confident, ready to take on the day. Most people, so you might say, okay, well, to do that, I need to watch a video. I need to, I need to meditate. I need to pray. I need to, whatever you, whatever you do in the morning. The problem that people fall into, the trap, is that we just check the box to say, yep, watch the video, meditated, right? Did all these things. I do Congratulations. that all the time. Congratulations, right? You did it, Jeremy. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes but, meditate and it doesn't do anything for me. But you don't have the feeling. So you check the box to see I did the steps, but if you don't have the feeling, it doesn't count. Wow. Why? Because mm. you were probably distracted doing something else. You're watching a video while you're making breakfast. You're meditating and you're thinking of something else. You're not mm. intentional about your morning routine. In the morning routine, maybe when you set it up, you were intentional, but you're not actually living it in your morning <laughs> yes. routine. So that's the, like at the end of your morning routine, whether it's five minutes or two hours, you have to do a check-in to say, how am I feeling? Am I feeling inspired right now out of 10? And if you're not even, if you're not like an 8.5, you better go back and do your routine again wow. with more intention or something is missing or you need to inject something new into your routine. Because if Jeremy woke up, Jeremy's not going to wake up inspired, right? I don't wake up. Nobody wakes up like, yeah, my no. God, Thursday, <laughs> right? Nobody, nobody. So not me, not Tony Robbins, not Jeremy, not Kyle, nobody, right? But having the habits and rituals to get you to that point is really important. If Jeremy woke up every day for the next year and did the thing that actually made him feel an eight out of 10, 8.5 out of 10, at least inspired, yes. your life is going to look dramatically different one year from today. So this is the problem with achievers is that we check the box and we say we did it, but without yeah. the feeling, it doesn't count. I love that so much. Mm. <laughs> so pertinent. Kyle, do you have a question? Should we segue into uh, your built to serve book? I want to make sure we talk about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, the idea is, is we're built to serve. Humans are built to serve. If you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. Um, they did functional MRIs on people's brains and found that serving, helping others hits the same part of your brain as having food and having sex, which are also pretty important as humans. So if you're not happy because you're not eating, you're not having sex or you're not serving. Uh, and so it's, it's hardwired into us, but whom do you serve? How do you serve? Um, that's what I try to tackle and build to serve. And people ask me so many times, the number one question I would get asked is how do I find my purpose? How do I find out what, what my purpose is in life? And you don't need to hire a business coach for $10,000 or meditate on top of a mountain for the next eight years to figure out your purpose. Your purpose is easy. Your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever you struggled with the most as a human, those are the people that you want to help. Think about who you were five years ago, what you've come from, like the lowest moment emotionally, not physically like you broke your arm or something, emotionally where you felt worthless as a human. You've come out of that. You may not be where you want to end up yet. That's fine. You're still growing, but you, you're way better than you used to be. 
There's lots of people who right now are exactly who you used to be. You want to help those people. It's great to help, you know, buy coffee for somebody in line and that's acts of service is great. But helping somebody who currently is who you used to be is the thing that you'll be 95 years old and still getting the high off of it. That's your purpose for life. Um, and I want to, I want people to figure out what that is and then help unlock that. Because the fact that you got through, the fact that you're here, like if you looked at where you guys were five years ago to say, we're going to have this podcast and we're going to interview some of our heroes and mentors and bring them on. It's like, like, that's not <laughs> going to happen. You didn't say, you know, we're close, right? No. So the fact that you're here is impossible to who you used to be. To say that's where you're going to be in five years is impossible. It's out of the realm of possibility. So you can inspire people in a way that I can't. You know, Kyle and Jeremy can touch people in a way that Evan Carmichael can't because you are exactly like the person who's listening to this show and who will soon listen to your show and they need help and you represent that hope to them. And then that's going to be the juice that will fill you up for life. Whether the how will change, whether it's a podcast or VR or hologram, Jeremy, Kyle beaming into your living room, like that's going to change with technology. But that desire to help to serve people who are who you used to be will fuel you for the rest of your life. Just got goosebumps. <laughs> I, I never thought I would like have you on a podcast. I've been kind of, uh, I think I, I've followed you for a bit now. I was, I was like, never. And then I had David, we had David Meltzer on recently. Like never. <laughs> nice. But that's the thing. Like think of who you want to reach out to. And first off, if you had me on, you know, now we've had me on, you've had Dave on. Look at the hack is anybody who follows me and follows Dave. And first off, Dave is, I mean, I love Dave. In terms of like humans on the planet, yeah. Dave is in the top for sure. Of all the, I mean, I deal with a lot of people in the industry and Dave is among my favorite humans. So it's great that he's been on. Anybody who follows me and who follows Dave on Instagram, they know who we are. You DM them and say, hey, we've had Evan Carmichael and Dave Meltzer and whoever. It, it dramatically increases your chances of getting a yes. That's the mm -hmm. hack. But even if they don't, like even if you, you love my content, you know, maybe you've been following me for years. You had Dave Meltzer on. You see that I've done stuff with Dave. You're going to reach out and say, Evan, I'd love to have you on my show because it's difficult because you're scared to do the ask, right? Just because Kyle's going to call you out and say, no, you said it there, Jeremy. You got to DM Evan. Even if I responded and said, Jeremy, I hate your face. Never message me again. You know, guys who wear pink suck and I hate you, right? <laughs> That could have, I mean, it's, it's unlikely for me to reply, but even at like worst case reply, if I'm you, I'm still, I'm still celebrating because you did the hard thing, which was doing the ask, not yes. whether you got the result or not. Right. I when you can, yes. when sorry. you tie yourself worth to the effort that you're putting in, instead of the result that you're getting back, that's when you start to win. So now if I'm you, I'm thinking, okay, who else do I need to reach out to that I'm afraid of that maybe they you know, most likely scenario, they don't even see your DM. Yeah, I know. So you, like, That's most likely. But Tony sometimes Robbins, they may, I'm sure. They, they may have Mike. seen it. It says seen and they don't respond, right? You're still, I'm still, I did it. I messaged Tony Robbins. You know, I tried. <laughs> Let's try again next week. This, this reminds me of like dating and just and also like, I feel like a lot of guys will ask a girl out and then the girl says no and they're like, oh man. But instead of saying celebrate the fact that at least they asked her out. Yeah, especially if you are scared of it. And if you're scared, you're probably not going to be, uh, it's not going to be the best ask, right? If you're scared and you're showing up and you're, if you're talking to a girl and you're super shy and not confident or you're trying to message Tony Robbins like, hey, hey, Tony, um, 
I hope you're okay, man. Uh, you know, COVID. Um, <laughs> I have this show, right? It's just like you're not, you're definitely not your best self. You're never your best self when you're scared. But that's how you start building your best self is through that practice and repetition of jumping into the scary things. So yeah, learning to tie yourself work to the effort of doing scary, difficult, hard is, is the biggest thing you can do for your self-confidence. Was that an episode? Come on now. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I love it because like that's one thing we, we preach a lot on the, on the podcast. So it's just like, yes, we're saying it right. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah. Now it's doing it. So Kyle, Jeremy's already said scary twice on this show. So you got it. You, we, we need to have a scary count. Yeah. I want a scary for Kyle too. For future, for, but I think for future episodes, you need to have like a gong or something that when, when one of you two says scary, difficult or hard, like the alarm goes off and it's like, you got to do it now, Jeremy. Let's go. Great idea. I just wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> scared, scared gong. Uh, the scared gong. Yeah, we, we actually had this. I had a, I showed Kyle a video of myself and I'm vulnerable. And I was giving like seven days of free hugs in a row to get over my social anxiety. It's one of the things I've done. I, I did. Yep, and, yep. and I showed Kyle and that's all scared, scared to show Kyle this vulnerable video of myself. And Kyle's like, you have to do it. I was like, oh, you're right. (laughs) I posted it and I had like vulnerability hangover. Like it was. Well, well, now you got to drop half your friends. That's the next one. So that'll be fun. (laughs) Just super quick. I know we're we're over, but um, I, I went through something similar and my biggest fear is disappointing people right? It's my greatest fear of all time right? that I would show up somewhere and disappoint like kills me. So when I went, the, Tony invited me to his event um, to sit in the, like his guests sit in the front row at his un, uh, Unleash the Power Within or mm-hmm. yeah, Unleash the Power Within. At the end of uh, one of the days, you're supposed to go do a fire walk where you walk outside on, on ashes and coals. And the point is to show yourself that you do scary things because that's something scary. You're going to walk on fire. Crazy. As we're prepping for it, I'm thinking similar to you that what I need to do is I need to, I need to drop a whole bunch of people from my life. Not that they're negative, not that they're super toxic. It's just, we've been together out of convenience and history more than this person is really like, we're not running the same journey anymore. They're running a different race than I am. And and it doesn't make sense for either of us to still be doing stuff regularly together. And so that got me really scared right? Like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to drop some of these people that I've known for in some cases for like over a decade and not like drop, like I'm never going to talk to you again, but some of the, like, it'd be like a project like this, like a podcast where I realize, oh my God, you know what? Like Kyle, I love you, but this, it's just not a fit, right? And I just stuck into it for too long. So I decided with my friend that I was going to leave the firewalk and Tony invited me as his, as his guest And Tony would have led me to the firewalk, right? Like Tony himself leads the first group. And I said, I'm going home to my, to my hotel, skipping the firewalk because I'm going to do the real firewalk, which is letting go of my friends. And so like two in the morning or whatever, I'm, I'm like dishing out emails and texts to people, um, just explaining where I'm going and what I'm doing and thanking them and everything. That was the real firewalk. So you're stepping up to the fire now, Jeremy, it's time to execute. Yeah, so let's go. That's so perfect. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for the love energy.